Hi guys, welcome back to Pain to Purpose, the podcast where I share my real life experiences in turning my pain into purpose to inspire others in working through trauma, mental illness, and just real life events. I'm your host, Alyssa Weiss, and in today's episode, it's going to get pretty heavy. We're going to talk about sexual assault today. So before we get into this episode, I just want to preface this episode with a sensitivity and a trigger warning, because this is a very, very, very touchy subject for not only me, but a lot of people who I'm sure are listening today. And um, I just, I want to give you guys some resources because it's not easy to talk about this stuff and if you don't have a therapist or don't have like a great support system, it's hard to find people that you feel like you can talk to. And so if you need someone to talk to or you need someone to call, there's a national sexual assault hotline. You can call 1-800-656-4673. Again, that's 1-800-656-4673. So I wasn't planning on doing this episode right away. I actually had a plan to wait on this episode for a couple weeks, if not a couple more months. But unfortunately, due to recent events that have happened in the modeling community here in Denver, I feel like this time it's needed to be early. First of all, to all of the women in the Denver community who were just impacted by these disgusting men, Either if that was a comment, if you were touched, if you were abused, I want you to know my heart goes out to you. I can't even imagine how hard that was, how scary that was, and how much that hurt. It was so unfair what they did to you, that they violated you, that they took a piece of you and left you in the dirt feeling like, trash. You didn't deserve that. I understand it can be really, really, really scary to speak up. I understand in those moments where you've been violated and you've been used that it's hard to fight back and say anything. It's hard to stand up for yourself and it's hard to protect yourself in those moments. And especially as models, I feel like we're told to sit down and shut up, to sit there and look pretty, because anything more than that is going to be a problem. And if we're a problem or we're chaotic, we get blacklisted. And I'm over that. I think that's so unfair that us models have to fear over our career because of men that have, quote unquote, authority or power over us because of their job description and their job title. And although I didn't experience any assault from this studio myself, A lot of my very close friends did, and that's not something I'm willing to not talk about. Of course, for their privacy and the respect of who they are, I'm not going to be sharing their stories today. That's not my place. I'm not going to speak on what happened to them because I don't know if they want that information shared because everybody has their own process of healing in these moments. But I'm not going to sit here and be quiet and pretend like the issue doesn't exist. As a female model myself, I received some out-of-line sideways comments from them. 
I was invited to go back to the owner's apartment. And thankfully, I trust myself and my intuition enough to know that that's not a good idea. There have been other instances in the past where he's offered to buy me alcohol, regardless of me being underage. And the reason I'm speaking up is because these other models shouldn't be in danger. They shouldn't be around these people who are violating women. I am fucking disgusted at the way that my friends were treated and the trauma that they now have because of somebody's lack of self-control towards their sexual impulses. You violated my friends. I'm shaking right now. I'm pissed. And ladies, I just, I am so heartbroken for you. I am so scared for you and so sad for you and so angry for you because you shouldn't have been done like that. And you didn't fucking deserve that. I'm so sorry for the abuse that you received. For the pain that they have caused you. Because as a survivor myself from other instances, I understand how scary, how painful, how angering, how confusing, how frustrating, how hurtful that is to be violated, to be disrespected, to be taken advantage of, to be scared, to be hopeless, to be stuck. And I just want you to know everything that you are feeling right now is incredibly valid. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to cry. It's okay to yell. It's okay to want to beat the fuck out of those motherfuckers. Because you shouldn't have been done like that. You didn't fucking deserve that. And I know a lot of the time, as a survivor and speaking to other survivors, when you get raped or sexually assaulted, you tend to find a way to put the blame on you because it makes dealing with the trauma quote-unquote easier. Because if you think that you did something wrong, then you can't blame another person. But let me tell you, you did nothing to deserve that. You didn't ask for that. You didn't ask to be violated. You didn't ask to be treated like that. It is so unbelievably unfair that these people we thought we could trust have clearly proven time and time and time again now that they are nothing but scum. I have no respect for these people anymore. Absolutely none. Because if you're going to sit there and violate my friends and then come look me in my eyes and act like everything is fine, you got me fucked up. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I'm upset. And this is my fourth time recording this episode because the first three, I couldn't even get through it. I'm just so unbelievably angry for you guys. So unbelievably hurt. And so I want to remind you that if you're dealing with shame right now, And that shame feeling like, this is my fault. I did something wrong. I deserve this. You absolutely did not 
deserve anything that happened to you. If you're feeling shame, I want you to try your hardest in those moments you catch yourself shaming yourself. Combat that with some self-compassion, some self-validation. It's not my fault. I didn't deserve that. They shouldn't have violated me. They shouldn't have touched me. They shouldn't have made me feel that way. I did nothing to deserve this. I didn't ask for this. Because I guarantee you, I know you ladies wanted no part of that. No part of that. And so when I was dealing with my trauma, with my rape, when I was in therapy, I found it really helpful to use four different I feel statements. And with every I feel statement, just word vomit, what, what's making you feel that way? These I feel statements are, if you want to take notes, I feel angry, I feel scared, I feel sad, I feel guilty. I feel angry they did me like that. I feel angry that they hurt me. I feel angry that they took that piece of me. I feel angry that they didn't deserve me. I feel angry that they crossed my boundaries. I feel angry of whatever you're feeling angry about in regards to what happened. Let it out. Don't hold that inside. I feel scared. I feel scared of these people. I feel scared to work around these people. I feel scared for my friends to be working around these people. I feel scared for anybody who comes in contact with them not knowing that the predator that they are. I feel sad. I feel sad that my friends were violated. I feel sad that we're scared to speak up. I feel sad that people I love and care about are now dealing with pain that they didn't deserve. I feel guilty that I didn't speak up sooner. I feel guilty that I didn't share my voice. I feel guilty that I didn't stick up for my friends when they didn't have a voice to use. I feel guilty that I allowed their position of power, quote unquote power, to have a hold on me from saying and doing what was right. And I know that I can't beat myself up because at the same time I was in the same position feeling scared for my career and how people would react and what people would think because it is very scary to open up and be like, hey, these people are fucking gross. And I can't, I can't sit here and shame myself because I know that I'm only doing what I can. And, you know, like I got a call from my agent and she asked about the situation and I laid it out on the table. And I didn't speak for anybody else except myself and told her what had happened between me and the studio. Nothing of super severity. I had mentioned that very close friends of mine had experienced it, mentioned it to me, but wouldn't talk to me. Wouldn't open up to me. And that's completely understandable. Why? Because opening up about those types of things is extremely hard. Very scary. And nobody wants to relive that. Because when you talk about it and you're open about it, you're reliving it. You're thinking about it. And you're right back in that moment. And I want to speak to when I was raped the most recent time, several months ago. I'm not going to go into details because that's not something I'm willing to put on the internet. But I will say, in that moment of being violated myself, 
and being used and abused and beat. My flashbacks are from a third person perspective. And I want to let you guys know if you too are experiencing that, that is a way that your brain is trying to cope. It is an out of body experience because when you experience something that traumatic, your brain tries to shut it out, tries not to think about it. And so for me, I'm standing in the kitchen watching everything happen to me. And so if that's you, if you see it from a third person perspective, please don't think that you're crazy because I thought that I was. You're not. What happened to you is very real, very disgusting. And they shouldn't have done you like that. They shouldn't have treated you like that. And I know that I'm going in circles, but I'm trying to stress enough that this was not your fault. And I hope that enough people hear this to also know that these people are disgusting. We shouldn't be working with them anymore. We shouldn't be giving them business. Are you serious? We're going to allow people to treat other people like this? And the thing that's even more frustrating to me is I know that there's men dealing with this in this industry, but I'm sure as hell that they're too scared to speak up. Because it's hard enough for women to be believed, but a man? Somebody who's non-binary? I'm sure y'all are afraid to speak up too. And so, if that's you, I hope to be this voice for you. To the people at the studio, you were disgusting. Disgusting. The fact that you can live with yourself after doing that to people that I love, that I care about. And I told you, warning always comes before fucking destruction. And I let you guys know, you got to start treating people differently because we're all starting to not want to work with you. And whatever the fuck you do in the dark will come to the fucking light. You're disgusting. Disgusting people. And I would say it to your fucking face. Do not ever treat the people that I love like that ever again. Ever again. I am outraged. I am furious. I am beyond disgusted. That you can fucking sleep at night. I hope you know how many people that you fucking hurt. Whether you did something to us or not, you had an indirect impact. And I hope you go the rest of your days fucking knowing how many people that you hurt. Because you shouldn't get to live with yourself. You shouldn't get to sleep easy at night. So if you are struggling to stay present and be in the moment after your sexual assault, please understand that is completely normal. It's normal to have flashbacks. It's normal to go back in time and just relive that moment, especially when you just went through something so traumatic. So don't beat yourself up. Don't try to rush, rush this process of healing. Putting expectations on how long it's going to take to heal will only make the healing process longer and more frustrating. Take it day by day. Live in the now. What's in the past is in the past. You're safe now. And there's a lot of people who now know. So you don't have to stress about dealing with that again. If you're struggling to stay present and be in the moment, I want to give you a little tool that helped me. It's the 54321 
and you think of it with your senses. So find five things that you can see. Pick a color. I have a lot of plants in my studio, so green. I see green leaves, a green sharpie, a green sticker on a box, a green piece of paper on the floor, and some green design on my printer. I can touch four things. I have this soft blanket in front of me, my microphone, I feel my butt in the chair, and I feel these headphones on my head. Three things you can hear. I just hear myself talking, so... That one's kind of hard for me. Everything else is quiet. Two things that you can smell. I smell my incense and I smell my laundry detergent on my shirt. And one thing you can taste, I taste the yogurt that I ate like 20 minutes ago. Maybe get a piece of gum or something to actually eat. But just do something to bring yourself back to the present. You don't have to stay stuck in that memory in that moment anymore. It's over. And no, that doesn't take away how scary it is or how hard it is. But it gives you a minute to escape and not be caught up in that moment. I love you guys very, very much. And to my ladies who are struggling, my door is wide open. Please feel free to call me, text me, DM me. I'm here for you. I know what it's like. I understand what you're going through. And I'm so sorry that you're dealing with this right now. You truly didn't deserve it. I love you guys very, very much. Take care of yourself. And know too that this has a purpose in your life. You may not understand it now, but it's meant to teach you something. So if you let it, you just learned a beautiful lesson in all of this ugly pain. I promise you're going to be okay, even though it may not feel like it right now. It's not going to last forever. I love you guys. For real. Take care of yourself. Peace out.